Welcome to the New Hope Youth Group Podcast. On this show, current and former students share truth and what God is doing in their lives. Now here's your host, Tyler Smith. But this evening, though, we're talking about a little bit of uh, social media, uh, kind of a lot of topics within social media. Even if you're not on social media much, it's still important. And to start off, though, so we want to kind of make a discussion base, but this is definitely not a lesson where I'm like, hey, social media is the devil. Get off social media Um, because I'm on social media all the time. I see the good in it, but I also recognize the bad in it, and we should be able to find the balance, you know, especially as Christians. There's a lot of topics where we're like, I need to need to know kind of where's the good and where's the bad, where do I draw the line and recognize that. Um, we're also going to discuss a little later uh, something called TikTok theology, <laughs> which is more about all these Christian pastors and people that are telling like these uh, faith-based little sermonettes how to tell, <clears throat> how to discern if they are truthful, if they're just kind of for likes and stuff like that. But that'll be a little later. Some of these uh, statistics you may have heard before. Sometimes we're kind of numb to this, but really think about what it means for your life. Um, one in three people have experienced bullying on social media. Over 40% admit that just by looking at other people's posts, they feel worse about their life. That's insane. That's almost half of people like... I see this person's vacation or this person's girlfriend or this person's job and I feel jealous or upset or unfulfilled. That's a big percentage of people that just by looking at posts. So that's kind of a clue that, you know, you may have an issue with social media if if you're comparing yourself to other people all the time um, or feeling bad about, feeling worse about your own life when God has his plans for you. He's got his own plans for you. To keep in mind, um, this one is crazy. It keeps getting bigger too. Adults spend three and a half hours a day on their phones, screen time. Guess what teens spend? It's actually a wide 11. This guy 11. It's kind of a wide range, but the range is five to eight, and that's the average. So there were, some people on average have more. That means that some teenagers today are putting in a full work day looking at their phone. A full work day. That so. Yeah, a lot of schools are doing that. I think this was more of a leisure, leisure thing. Because, yeah, <clears throat> some of the schools have you looking at stuff quite often on the Chromebooks and whatnot, iPads. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of, a lot of screen time. Some of it is, you know, linked to, um, we talked about earlier, like comparison, like sometimes I'm, I'm seeing other people post and I'm just comparing my life, but sometimes relational struggles and, um, can be linked to anxiety and stuff like that. Um, basically every study that they've done, we're talking like any school or any company, they've seen a direct correlation of the more, the more of this, the more of this. And on the negative side, for a lot of people, and it doesn't mean every single person, but what they're saying is the people that really struggle with suicidal thoughts, depression, loneliness, most of those people have like major social media addiction. Um, <clears throat> there's a direct correlation between those. So it's just something to keep in mind to be careful of. Because, um, you know, the, the phone seems harmless and stuff like that, but it's... 
linked to all that stuff. There's a famous line from Stephen Furtick where he said, one problem with social media is we are always comparing our behind the scenes with everybody else's highlight reels. So you know your life and you know the struggle and whatever, but you see people's highlights and you think that's all it is. And, and one of the biggest dangers, I want you to think about this. If you, if there's another addiction that you have and it's, you know, something that you would consider worse, like drugs, alcohol, um, there's typically a, you can typically see the effects of it. So somebody consumes way too much alcohol, they get a hangover, they get sick or they alcohol poisoning or they're out of their mind or whatever. You can, you can see it and feel it. You know, it's a problem. Um, drugs, same thing. There's overdose. There's, you know, all sorts of stuff, you know, people that shake without it or they, you know, all these things you can see what's going on. You can even make, think of a lighter example, like this entire week I was lazy and I just had fast food every day and I'm just, I feel terrible, you know, whatever it is. The problem is with social media, we often don't see the results. So we don't know there's a problem and I'm myself included. We don't know if we're addicted to it because there's no hangover. Like social media is like a drug, but there's no like proof necessarily that now you may have like a spouse or sibling or someone that's like, you're on that too much, you know, but you yourself don't really see if there's negative effects to it. So in some cases, social media can be uh, scary for, in you know, that regard. Um, you may have heard of the, the dopamine stuff, like dopamine, our body produces dopamine, which is like this chemical reaction when it comes to like a jolt of happiness and studies also show that dopamine hits from social media can be just as addicting as drugs and food and other things. And so they're also studying this recently. They're saying that like what used to give you dopamine hit doesn't always stay. So maybe at first when you first got on Instagram or Twitter, those first likes and those first comments was like dopamine hits to you. But now it's like, I need more. I need something different. So I need X amount or I need, you know, like the, the dopamine is not the same. So we just want more and more and more of it, <clears throat> which is kind of scary in itself. But I shared this on one of the new hope you your podcasts, uh, former Facebook president, Sean Parker. This is his actual quote. He said, it literally changes your relationship with society, with each other, probably interferes with productivity. God only knows what it's doing to our children's brains. He explained that when Facebook was being developed, the objective was how do we consume as much of your time and attention as possible? And it was this mindset that led to the creation of features like the like button. So that his quote, a little dopamine hit to encourage them to upload more content. So that's from the face, former Facebook president. So kind of crazy when you think about their goal and everything. Um, now it's not all bad though. Let's talk about the good of social media. Like what are some good things that it can do? Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. The way we can share the gospel instantly and globally. And that's one reason like recording tonight's lesson, like there's been times when we've put stuff online, like Maybe no one listens. Maybe someone does. And we'll sometimes get comments or emails about from someone I don't even know saying like, Hey, I heard this message online. Thank you. You know, it's just, so that, that's definitely a good part. 
ways to pr promote good stuff. Um, there's been so many success stories of online church from the COVID days, especially. And there's been some negatives too, but like for people to, um, uh, a lot of people have started coming to church because they saw a bunch of online streams and they looked at it and they're like, oh, that's actually not bad. And they listen to the message and they're bored at home. They listen to it. The gospel gets shared. Um, I've mentioned before, one of the best ways that I grow in my faith is through podcasts. I listen to a ton every week. I've got a Monday show, a Tuesday show, uh, another one that's random throughout the week. I've got a daily one. And so almost every time I'm in the car or AirPods going some, you know, walking somewhere or whatever, a good Christian faith-based podcast, even if it's just like an interview with a Christian, a lot of good stuff from there. Um, uh, I think Zane mentioned this a couple weeks ago in a small group. He's like, you realize when you make a post on Instagram or something that faith related, there could be hundreds of people just that see it. Whereas before you'd have to like, I got to walk over to that other tribe and I got to, <laughs> I got to go over there on, on camel <laughs> and proclaim it. And maybe a few people will hear it. Like there's a lot of good in that. But this whole 242 thing, you know, being, um, being devoted, like imagine if the first followers had the resources that we had, like we just have so many resources. So it's not all bad, but the question is, how do you find a balance between the two? Um, feeling like I'm addicted and, and maybe I'm neglecting real relationships or I'm neglecting reading my Bible. I'm neglecting other stuff because of an addiction or am I setting the phone down sometimes using it for good at other times, using it to read scripture and all that good stuff. Did you do the, the social media challenge? We did that one time with a, like this week, every time you read social media, also read a verse or something. That was hard. That was hard to do, but it was enlightening of like how much I just look and look and look and look. Um, but to have like a, a Bible verse or something as the background that you're always referring to. <clears throat> but I guess another thing is just to think about how can I make sure it's I'm using it for good. So having accountability, maybe setting boundaries for yourself. I had lunch with a friend uh, a year ago. He said that he puts on his phone a, I don't know, it's like a screen time thing, like lock or something. But it's uh, for like Facebook. He allowed himself like two minutes a day. And I don't even know how to do it, but I probably need to do it. But it was like, once that, so I look at a few posts and I maybe send a message. And then for the day, for that particular app, he's done with that app for the day. But there's things you can do in that regard. Um, we're definitely for, um, in the future for Addie and Ellie. We're like already discussing what can we have for, you know, for some limits. Um, I need to set some for myself as well, but <clears throat> We've decided, you know, no phones at the dinner table and then try to at least do a couple hours a night where we're like family time away from it. But sometimes it's unavoidable. But I mean, just even like talking about it like this is different than saying social media is the devil. Stay away and, you know, throw it all away. There's a lot of good that can um, be used from it. So does anyone have any success with limiting yourself? <laughs> Has anything worked? Or is this like a... We need to say, my name is Andrew, and I'm social media-aholic. <laughs> what? 
Hello, Andrew. Tell us your story. Has anything worked for anybody? And if it's not an issue anyway, you could you could say that as well. But <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Actually, last year I turned Snapchat notifications off, so I'll, like, did you get my snap? And then I'll look at it, and it's like, oh, three months ago, or, you know. And Mike Fruits has a TikTok addiction, though. He does. He says once in a while, he's like, all of a sudden, an hour goes by, I've just looked, just been scrolling. Yeah. <laughs> that one's probably the easiest to, because, like, Instagram, you go, oh, I've seen all these, and you look past it, you know, but TikTok is just all new, and it's new, and it's new. But it can be bad, especially if you don't have any, you know, filters and stuff on there. I think a big thing for me, though, is just thinking about how much time in, in the week, even if you include the podcast I listen to and church and scripture reading, how much of that am I getting compared to just post? Now, another thing that's good, um, I'm a, I, I love Twitter. I know a lot of young people don't, um, but mainly for sports, but also faith. So a lot of people that I follow on Twitter are pastors or authors or Christian artists. So a lot of their posts are very encouraging throughout the day. So that's another another way to make it make it good, um, make it worthwhile. But yeah, I'd say set some limits, set some boundaries, have accountability, and if you're going to be on it, follow the right people and. Um, and I guess that would lead me to the, the TikTok thing, TikTok theology deal. Um, question for you, how do you know if you see a good, if you see like a post and someone like a pastor and they've got a minute clip and it looks good, but you're like, I don't know. Like, what do you do to know if it's like truth or if it's just fluff, you know? I was going to try to find some examples, but I don't, I don't like a lot on there. So like saving them, but, um, there are some accounts and they have like, they're verified and they have like millions of followers. So everything they say, a lot of people think is that's truth. Like, and then they say something off the wall and you're like, well, it must be true. Cause they got all these followers and they got the blue check mark, you know? So a big part of it as well is what you see. And what you hear, can you, first of all, have you been reading scripture to like know if it is biblical? If not, can you, like, do you know how to search and yourself, like, this was said, is it true? And go kind of look it up and then look at multiple sources and talk to parents and pastors. I mean, even stuff that we say at church, if there's something that you're like unsure about, can you... Instead of just like, well, they said it, you know, and can you take it somewhere and decipher, discern if it is true or not. But um, it's, that's, this is a hard one for me because there's a lot of people that I like and follow and they're like, they get blasted a lot. Now, part of it is if you're a celebrity and you're a pastor, like you're just going to get blasted no matter what because there's all these people that see your stuff. Um, 
An example, Mike Todd, you know that name? Mike Todd, he got famous last week in the wrong way because the dude spit on his hand for an analogy and rubbed it. It was his brother, but he rubbed it on his brother's face and it was like dripping off of him. So, but now he was, it was like big deal. And he's like, he's like, I always go for the shock factor and I want to bring people in. And he really does normally does a really good job. Like most of his clips, like if you follow God is able or motivational moment, or there's like a bunch of them on TikTok that Mike Todd is like the main attraction, like every, like a minute clip. And he's got, there's one where he's got like, he's holding all these uh, different size balls and he's like, God wants you to, you know, this, but you're, you're holding on to the only, like he does these like imagery type stuff. And most of them are good, and, and he's got millions and millions of followers and likes, and, and it, to me, most of it's good. He does a controversial one like that, and now you got all these people saying, he's heretical, he's a false prophet, he's only, you know, he only cares about the, the wow and the, the likes and all this. So that's a hard one. Like, cause why, I've, wait, why did he put that on his brother's face? He was doing the Jesus healed, you know, with the spit thing but it was also that she did an apology video and he's like i just wanted people like i encourage you to listen to the whole message that's another thing with tiktok is you get snippets and when you have these haters like can you believe that clip and like well if you listen to the whole thing it makes more sense same thing as bible reading one verse like read the whole thing you know but but here's the thing can you disagree with someone and not cancel them completely. Now, it may depend on what you disagree with. If it's a super major, like, salvation issue, that's one thing. But for a, for them to say, he only cares about the money, and I don't know, I've, I've heard him enough on podcasts where I'm like, to me, he seems really genuine, and he's reaching millions, literally millions of people. So it's like, that's a, that's a tough one. But, but I think that's, you know, just one of the main things is encouraging you on your own or when you get out of high school, are you able to feed yourself spiritually? Are you able to discern is what they said truthful or is it just like the big one when I was in right out of high school was Rob Bell. Anyone know that name? Remember him from Numa videos or anything like that? So actually my first youth ministry, I started when I was 19 and I got these NUMA videos, and we watched them. I still love the NUMA videos. So it's like Rob Bell, and he's like one of them. He's on a, on a beach talking about the story with his son. He's just walking and talking, but it's like very, you know, uh, image, I don't know, good imagery. And they're like 10 minutes, little, little videos. Well, he got pretty popular doing that. He was a pastor in Michigan. He wrote a couple books. Well, then he wrote a book called Love Wins. And it was kind of universalist, which was kind of hinting that he thinks everyone goes to heaven and there's no hell. Well, when that happened, the Christian community was like, done with him forever. Don't even watch the Numa videos. And so I'm like, <laughs> uh, I was talking the other day with some youth pastors at Hanging Rock. There was a lunch there. And we we're like, well, up to a point, I still will show or, or quote Rob from his point on. I, I don't as much or I'll tell them. He's got this one thing that's kind of like, eh, <laughs> but these are really good. 
I had a friend going through something recently and I kid you not, I sent him a NUMA video because it was like perfect with what he's going through and, and he was really thankful for it. But um, now if I show them, I would say, now this guy, don't just take all his stuff, but I do think there's some truth in this, you know, this video. But I don't know if that's, if that's come up in your life or not to this point. It is important. Um, if they're popular, it doesn't mean it's true. If they are getting blasted, doesn't doesn't mean everything they say is false. But can I, you know, put it up against scripture? Is it biblical? 